we have talked a lot about like what it takes to thrive at work as opposed to just do work, come in and maybe it's good for you. Maybe it provides paycheck. Maybe it provides some growth. Maybe it, but what that's different than thriving. It's different than extraordinary. It's certainly different than what most people have. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Hey guys, this obviously is not Scott. This is Samantha. I'm the content manager here at Happen to Your Career, and this is my first time on the podcast. dance party dance party as you just heard the voice of everyone's favorite person he is back and he is joining me so welcome back to your podcast scott anthony barlow i'm happy to be hosting i'm glad to be back thank you for getting outside your comfort zone and getting on the your first podcast ever that you're hosting i i appreciate it immensely and i'm excited to do this that is what we do here. We get outside of our comfort zone. And at first I said, no, I'm behind the scenes. But here I am. You are no hosting. longer behind the scenes. So, yes, the last we heard from you on the podcast, you were heading off to Greece, leaving us um, to be the leaders of Happened to Your Career. We're still around. We're still kicking. You've returned from Greece. Tell us about your exciting trip to Greece with your family. I have returned. It was so much fun. You know what? Greece was, it was so much different than what I thought it would be. I'd never been before then. I, and I think you and I have had this conversation before, but have you been to Greece? I have not. We looked at it for a honeymoon destination. That's really right. Happen, I remember you saying that. That's right. So wonderful experience overall. I'll say that. And it was so much, I've probably had this conversation 50 times or so in the last couple of weeks, and I'm still struggling to describe what Greece was like. It was so beautiful, and the scale was so staggering. And what I mean by that is the way that Greece was formed, it, has, it had lots of volcanic activity, you know, earthquake-type activity, and the result is you've got these islands and the mainland where everything just like juts out of the ground, straight up. And, you know, you and I have talked where I'm from Northern Idaho, you know, and I'm no stranger to mountains, right? There's lots of large mountains in Northern Idaho. However, these were so much larger, so much larger. It was absolutely crazy. And it's just so beautiful everywhere we went. We went into, by the way, you can do the entire country in four hours. Like you can drive from one side of the mainland country to the other side of the mainland country in about four hours. So it depends on, you know, how you go and everything, but we did that. And on one side, it looks very much like Italy. It's so Italian inspired and just the countryside looks like parts of Italy, kind of the more Naples type region, maybe, and some other areas of Italy. And then the other side is, well, the other side is towards Athens. It's, it's flat with fewer plateaus and everything like that. But then you go into the islands and we spent a bunch of time in the Cyclades, Cyclades, I think is how we say it. 
I'm not 100% sure on that. Don't quote me. But basically, it's that circle of islands, the one that you hear about in uh, the Odyssey and all of all of those fables mm-hmm. and everything like that, all of that that history. It is that set of islands. So Cyclades means circle. It's the circle of islands there. And it was really fun just to, we were on a catamaran part of the time for about a week and we lived on that and we went from one island to the next to the next. And it was really wonderful and really unique. And that's part of what we were looking for. You had a, your own skipper, right? We had our own skipper. Okay. So I will <laughs> be honest, like I had never done that before. So uh, when we decided to do this, so many people are like, oh yeah, I've watched, I've watched these yachting shows like on Netflix and stuff like that. And like, you would totally like, I've never seen these shows before, uh, but they're like, you know, that looks like it costs a lot of money. And I, I thought the same thing initially. And what I will tell you is there is a huge, massive range, massive range. Like you can pay as much as you want for a single night or a single week of a boat. You can get a, you know, 200 plus foot yacht if you want and, you know, pay $400,000 a night. Like that is very possible. And we also found that, you know, if you wanted to go on a much lower end, like that is, that's very possible too. So I think we, we probably spent around, uh, I think it's around $10,000 or so for for chartering the chartering the boat having the skipper and even fuel and everything and this was a this was a decent sized boat it was like 45 foot catamaran so not a not a small boat by any means too but all of that to be able to say that i wasn't sure if that was going to be within the budget we had we had planned for the trip and it completely was it just took some research and took figuring out like how we might do that but the reason we did that the reason we uh, decided to do a catamaran in the first place, I think is kind of an interesting story because we've learned over the years as we've gone to different countries and as we've, we've visited that we really love home basing in one area. And what I mean by that is like, we'll rent a, we'll rent an Airbnb for an entire month and we'll stay there and then we'll go and we'll take, you know, day trips to various different places. And that's been fun for us because it allows us to go deeper into the culture. So that works for us. Doesn't work for everybody. Like we have friends that love to road trip it all over the place. We just don't like the idea of packing up your suitcase every day and then unpacking your suitcase every day and, and all that. So it was a challenge because we realized, there's like 6,000 islands in Greece and didn't know that. Yeah. You could, so you could literally spend your entire rest of your life going from Island to Island to Island and still never see them all. Oh, wow. Yeah. That it blows my mind. So 6,000 plus islands in, in Greece. And we wanted to see not 6,000, but at least a few of them. So we're like, well, how are we going to do this? Cause we know we have a better time for us when we home base someplace and so that's where the idea is like, well, what if, what if we rented a boat? And we were kind of opposed to the idea at first, but then started checking out. It's like, well, this, this fits all the things we want. It was unique. It was great time with the kids. We got to see and do things that most of the time as a tourist someplace, you just don't get to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it just met so many of the criteria. And that's what you guys usually do is go and plunk down in one spot and experience different countries, right? So do you feel that you get more of a locals experience doing that? Do you get to know people, spots, things like that? We do. So yes is the short answer. The longer answer is that 
like I'll take when we went to Paris. So I literally got a co-working space. This was not a vacation as much as it was. We just wanted to go and live in another country for a month. Actually, I guess we were gone for six weeks, but I rented a co-working space. Like we shopped at the, the, the grocery store and the, you know, the bakeries and everything else that was around there. And it just, we wanted to feel like, Hey, here's what doing life is like in that, in that country. So I will say that this was a little bit of a different trip for us. We still wanted to pull in the elements that caused us to have a better time as a family, like home basing out of one area, wherever we could. Also, this was actually a vacation for us. This was the first time, and and you and I were talking about this just a minute ago before we hit the record button, but this was the first time that we have ever stepped away from our work for a month, like probably since, probably since I was like 16, honestly. Yeah, because you've always been somewhat of world travelers, you and your family. You have an entire like blog dedicated to that, but you've never stopped working when you've stepped away. Is that right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. We would take large chunks of time, like we might take two weeks while we're over there and just dedicate that to being off and exploring, but we've never been completely off the entire time until now until now right. which by the way the the blog you're talking about is familypassport.co and you put all the budgets i know you were talking about how much the skipper cost and everything you put all of that on there don't you yeah yes we do it's a side project for us we don't really make a lot of money out of out of that but we've continued to do it just because we've really enjoyed it uh, both my wife Alyssa, and i and also it's a wonderful way to just be able to share with people that we meet or friends or like we'll meet people in other countries and be like, oh yeah, yeah. Like the place that we went to, it's actually on our website, familypassport.co. You can go there and then, you know, see, click on the link and get the Airbnb that we had or click on the link and see exactly what it cost us at the time. So like you said, you haven't stepped away from work and especially your beloved happened your career ever. Yeah. And I know that was getting out of your comfort zone. I could tell in the last few days before you left, you were getting a bit antsy. <laughs> was I getting antsy? <laughs> so how was that experience for you from the beginning to the end? It was it was wonderful. I've learned in the past it takes me almost a full week to decompress. I don't know. Have you had that experience before? Like how long does it take you to decompress and go into like vacation mode? Do you think? Yeah, definitely a few days to stop my brain from the normal wake up. What do I think about things? So to go into vacation mode and we've noticed if we try to do too short of a vacation, it's not much of a vacation at all. You know, you're yeah. focused on traveling, they're wrapping up, traveling there. Okay. Finally relaxing. Oh, packing up. <laughs> Let's go. Back. So, so completely see that. So how long did, would you say that it took you to wind down? Every bit of four or five days, I think, maybe even a little bit like that. If I don't know, not to get too nerdy about it, but for me, it was almost like decompression stages in some way. So <laughs> four or five days in, I was starting to adjust to different schedule, like my mind's getting freed up. And then it was probably another, it's probably another two, two and a half weeks in before really settled into finding everybody probably experiences this differently. However, for me personally, they eventually, I get into this mode where I find this creativity again, and I start to have just like ample flow of creative ideas that I just can't stop. 
And so that becomes a signal for me that I've sort of broken through that barrier and I'm, you know, reset, if you will. So it probably took two or two and a half weeks into it. I don't remember exactly when it was before I started experiencing that again. So in this case, I'm really glad that we were, I'm really glad we were off for a full month. Yeah. yeah. I'm slightly jealous that it only takes you a few days to. Well, I don't, I don't know that I've ever given myself like in the actual extended, the longest time away from work I've ever had was maternity leave, which everyone knows is not a vacation. <laughs> As it turns out, no, that is for this thing from a vacation, probably. But I don't know if I've even ever taken a week off. Oh, well, week. we're going to have to change I that. I know. And just so that, you know, because I'm like, oh, I'll just work Monday or I'll just work Friday, you know, to because the week is intimidating. So that's that's so interesting. I didn't know that about you. Like, that's totally going to have to change for all right? the reasons we just talked about. And at the same time, that's a big reason why we did this too, because we've behind the scenes, we have this discussion all the time, but for the benefit of everybody else here, we have talked a lot about like what it takes to thrive at work as opposed to just do work, come in and maybe it's good for you. Maybe it provides paycheck. Maybe it provides some growth. Maybe it, but, but what that's different than thriving. It's different than extraordinary certainly different than what most people have and we've realized that one of those one of those things that we believe is worthwhile for figuring out how to do it and it's not easy it, it was not easy for us to go and take a take a month off and set up set up our company set up our organization to be able to do that but we felt it was worth doing not just for myself and Alyssa who got to benefit from it but also what if we could set up the entire business so that every single person eventually gets to take a month off? And we don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but we realize like if we can, first of all, create a stronger business, that allows us to operate from a different place when we're considering what is right for our people, what is right for our team. And we also feel very strongly that we as an organization need to be the role model for other organizations out there for things that they don't believe are possible. Like that's not going to work at work. Like that's not going to work in my workplace. I heard that so many times and we want to be able to prove that you know, it can work in, in many different ways. So this is, this is our, our experimental say for how we're doing this on our own team. Right. So back to your trip, how was your return? Was that easier or harder than leaving for that a month? Was, it was so much harder. Actually, it really was harder in ways that I didn't anticipate. In fairness, I did not think through at all that, oh, I've never done this before where I'm coming back from an entire month off. And it's actually over a month. It was like 33 or 34 days. Just never done it before. So that should have been my first clue that, okay, maybe I should consider this differently than what I've done in the past. In, in the past, it's been really easy for me to just integrate back in. And it was more difficult this time around, difficult because it felt hard to just go right back into working and focusing on one thing for a really long period of time. I didn't expect that. Like maybe I should have, I don't know. Now I know for next time, but You're that was- end. Yeah, I was in I was in island mode. I was on island time. Like, yeah, that was island time is real. You were on island time. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's that side about that that I just didn't anticipate. 
but also so there were some things that I did anticipate or at least hoped for the creative ideas. Like we're, as we're recording this right now, like we're coming off a number of idea sessions that we've done with the whole team. And I just feel like I could keep going for days. Like the creative Mm -hmm. energy has returned in ways that I forgot that I had. So that was really wonderful. I know that it doesn't make sense for everybody to just like take a month off next month at all. But I think that it is one of the things that is worth doing. And it probably, we should probably talk about here too, that like it literally for us to be able to take a month off like that, it took three and a half, almost four years worth of work to be able to do that thing that almost nobody else gets to do. So we're really, really fortunate that one, we have, you know, like people like you, Samantha, on our team to where like, you've got our back when Alyssa and I stepped out. But on the other hand, too, I want people to recognize that like this is doable for almost anybody if you're willing to put many, many years of work into it. It wasn't, it didn't just show up. We didn't just decide we were going to take a month off. It literally, we made the decision about four years ago. And then from there took almost four years worth of work to be able to do it. Yeah. Your last episode before you left how to be more intentional, obviously it was all about intentionality, but you are probably one of the most intentional people I've ever met in everything that you do. Thank you. So I, you're welcome. I am not I never think that anything that you do comes easy because I know a ton of planning goes into it. You and Alyssa both, we have a ton of episodes of you two talking about goal setting and things like that. And those are always inspirational, but it just shows that if you have a goal and it might take a while, but you can get there. So I think it's pretty cool what you guys have done that you worked for that many years just to be able to take a month off. I feel like some people might've given up, you know, two years in and been like, yeah, it's not going to happen. but. You said four and a half years? Three and a, yeah, three and a half, almost four years. I don't yeah. know the exact number of months. I haven't gone back to look. I could probably figure it out. But I, I, so I had this fear in the back of my head, like, maybe it won't be that great. Maybe we'll just have to chalk it up to an experiment. But, you know, we came back and it's like, wow, this is revitalizing in a way that is really good for the productivity of both myself plus the organization. It's like, wow, okay, well, how do we, how do we do more of this? How do we double down? And we have that conversation, like for things that are working, (laughs) how do we, how do we do more of it? How do we place more emphasis? How do we place more energy and focus on that thing that is working? Well, this is something that I am adamant that I want for myself, but also for our team too. I really don't know yet what amount of time that that's going to take for us to figure out how to do that for our team as a whole, or how long it's going to take for us to build the versatility in, in our, in our team and in our business and in our organization to be able to do that. But man, I, it's, it is, it feels drastically different. Yeah. I could tell that your creativity was like sparked when you were away, which I mean, stepping away is always so great for your mental health. So a month away in Greece with your kids and your wife, like that was probably such a nice reset. It, it was pretty fantastic. So we're, we're going to get you that week off and then we'll, <laughs> we'll figure out how to raise you some, I no promises I like as to how long this is going to take or anything like that, but yes, something we totally need to do. Totally need to figure out what that looks like and how it looks Definitely. and how it's going to work within our team. 
So on the team side for when you guys were away, yeah, there were a lot of positives that came out of it there for us. I think there was more ownership in everything that we did, obviously, because we didn't have you to lean back on and say, is this what we should be doing, Scott? And we didn't want to bother you in Greece and we did not bother you in Greece, did we? You all are never a bother. So there's that. <laughs> okay, sorry. We did not try to get a hold of you. The, nobody contacted me in Greece whatsoever, Scott, <laughs> bothering who? or otherwise. So it was, but also just the trust that we knew you had in us to step away. Very refreshing. And yeah, it was just encouraging. And I think that it was a good thing for our entire team as well as you, even though we weren't in Greece. It was it was really fun to come back and hear the stories about what worked so well. And also some of the things that I think actually the team felt like didn't work well, but it forced different situations that then led to the team working together in a much better way after going through <laughs> figuring out like how it's going to work and what's going like what's not working. That was really fun to be able to come back to. I really immensely enjoyed that. Also, here's something that I don't know that we've, if we've talked about or acknowledged as a team, but I just realized it the other day. While we were gone, we grew in almost every metric. Mm. There were some goals that we didn't hit that we thought we would um, do, do better on during that time, but we still grew in almost every single metric, except for maybe one. Like that's, that's pretty phenomenal. I think I shouted that out in Slack, possibly. That's cool. Because I was getting excited. I was like, uh, we can do this. With I'm excited. Slack. But we're excited to have you back again. We're happy you're back. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, if I if it's gonna like if I need to leave for a month yes. to Greece again in order to help us reach more people and grow in every metric, like we can we can we can figure that out. So I know we've talked about before that you don't really like the term work life balance. So when people are looking for flexibility to be able to do, you know, the things that you want for your team to be able to take off for a month and go to Greece, what do you say that they should be looking for or planning for instead of just saying, no, I need a better work-life balance? You're right. I don't like the term work-life balance. Balance implies that there is some level of I'm going to say equity or equitability at all times for different areas in your life. And that is, that's a falsity. That's a thing that can't ever happen. And I would argue that it shouldn't ever happen. So instead, I would say it's a much better goal and ser has served me much better and other people that I've seen implemented in their life to focus on how am I giving the right amount of time for me in my situation for right now and right amount of energy and right amount of hours and all of those things, right amount of bandwidth for what's going on and what is important right now. So it's not even work-life integration, which is another term that has popped up over the last about you know five, eight years or so. And I would say it's even less about integrating your life 100% together and it being fully inseparable. But instead, I think it's more about how do you assess what is the priority right now? Like, is it the priority to be able to spend a maximum amount of time with my family? My grandma passed away a couple of years ago, and we knew it was coming. 
And it was really important for me to spend a lot more time with my, my grandma. And we definitely had lots of things going on here at Happened to Your Career. We'll always have lots of things going on here at Happened to Your Career. However, at that time, at that moment, in that space, it was important for me to devote less of my bandwidth to what I was, what I was doing and the, the mission and cause that we serve and more of it right there with my grandma. So that's, you know, one example out of, out of many, it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be, you know, a, a relative, like as they're passing instead, it can be like, how do I, you know, how do I spend more time with my kids right this moment? Or it can be, we have this huge project that we're going to be working on and it's really critical to the work that I'm doing in the, in the cause that you know, we're serving. And that's coming up in September. Like, how can I plan on giving more of my bandwidth to that in that moment, in that time period? And so I, I, I look at it much more as what is the right priority for this time, this season in your life? What is going on currently? Like I, recently, right before okay so we had like a test run i will say we had a we had a test run a little bit for me leaving because i got covid and my whole family got covid right before we left so i was planning on working during that entire time and then boom like just couldn't even stand up you know i've heard many i don't want to make light of the situation at all but i've heard many uh accounts of COVID where it's like, yep, you know, it wasn't, wasn't that big of a deal for us personally, but for me, like it took me out solid Mm -hmm. for a whole two weeks and just, I couldn't function for two weeks. I'm like, what is going on? This is crazy. And you know, that was, that was our trial run. But at that moment it would have been very bad. I even tried to do it. I even tried to like come to meetings and stuff for a short period of time. And we were like, Get back like, <laughs> you are bringing down the entire meeting. Get out of here now. We were like, Scott, is your Zoom frozen? And you were like, no, I'm just standing here thinking. And we were like, go back to bed. Please don't be here right now. <laughs> yeah. So it would have been absolutely the wrong decision for me to keep going with that. And so I'm trying to give you a variety of examples, but that's very much how I look at it. Like what is the right priority for this time? And a lot of times you can plan ahead on things like that. Like we can assess that, you know, if I don't know, kids or grandkids are coming in the future, like that would be a time where it might be important to devote more bandwidth to that. Or if I don't know, I have teenagers uh, at -hmm. some point, they're going to be out of the house and you know, Greece was important for that reason. We wanted to devote, like, as all three of them are moving into teenage years, wanted to devote more of that type of time in that moment. And it was the right thing. And we had to plan almost a year ahead to be able to do that and um, to take a month off from work, almost three, over three years ahead. Yeah, I think a lot of the conversation around work-life balance is also or is usually what's the answer to work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned in the last episode that you did before you left was how they're testing out the four-day work week in some places. And will that allow for more time at home versus more time at work when a lot of it's actually to do with your specific situation and your specific priorities and your phase of life and figuring out how you can do work you love and also spend time with the people that mean the most to you and exercise if that's important to you eat healthy all those things fitting it all in instead of okay four days a week i'm in the office the other three days a week i am cramming in all of my family time and meal prepping 
Yeah. If that's a law in a country, whether it's the U.S. or any other country, that takes away the decision and, and autonomy. And one of the things that we've found is both flexibility and autonomy matter a lot. Like, so much research. So I think we're going about it in the wrong way where we're saying, okay, we're going to test out the four week work week and see if that's better than, you know, better than the five week work week. I bet we're going to find that. Oh yeah. Uh, it is better than the five week work week for so many different reasons. I would be willing to place some money on it that in many different categories, productivity, et cetera, we're going to find that is better, but that doesn't mean that it is better as opposed to all alternatives. And that doesn't mean that one alternative is better for uh, one individual or set of individuals versus the next group. So that's that's my struggle with that. Like as soon as we define that, okay, this is now a law or this is now a regulatory thing that we have to comply with, then it takes away one of those factors which we know people uh, can thrive more in their work if they have, which is autonomy and flexibility. So that is a frustrating thing to see where we're asking too small of a question and then trying to say, is this better or is this not? I agree. So takeaways from your time away. I guess my first question is, are you going to step away for a month again? Did you come back and say, that was great. I'm going to do it again next year. Yeah. I I don't want to say that it, I will always feel that way. I don't want to lock myself into that at all because I might feel differently in the future, but we will definitely take another month off sometime next year. And I think it'll be important for the growth of our organization and important for our uh, furthering our cause too, because what I learned in stepping away is very much what you said, like the team pulled together in ways that would not have happened had I continued to be around. So that means that by by doing that, like I become a blocker for reaching more people and helping more people get to work that really fits them. If I just say, okay, well, I'm just going to keep working like that actually strangely is working against everything that we stand for, which is so funny. Like I would not have guessed that if you would ask me 10 years ago. What would you say? I was going to say to somebody, but maybe it's to me who's never taken a week off of work to me who thinks Unless I'm having a baby, it's impossible to take a month off of work. I'd get so behind. I feel like that's a common thought process of, well, I could never do that because of your work ethic, or I could never do that because of the company I work at or the industry I'm in. So what would you say or what suggestions or tips would you give? I think that it is important. Like we're talking about a month off from work. I think most people are going to say that's not possible for me. And that's probably true. That's probably true. Like right now in this moment, that is probably true. It's probably true because of the socially acceptable standards in many organizations. It's probably true because of the expectations we have of ourselves. It's probably true for so many different reasons. However, that's right now. That doesn't mean it has to continue to be true in the future. And it also doesn't have to go all the way to one month. Like it, it doesn't have to. Like, if the longest period of time you've taken off before is five days and you really enjoyed that and you think you might enjoy a week off, like that's really only two more days. So I would say look ahead and figure out where does it make sense to do that. And by being specific about that, that allows you to be able to take action on that, 
which then allows you to be able to make it a reality. So when I say take action on that, that might be like, okay, well, what's the first thing I need to do? Well, we need to choose which week we're going to take, take off. And like, this is a conversation that we're having right now about next year, like which is appropriate for us to take a month off. And we've got lots of considerations in there. Like, where is it maybe slower in the business? Where is it going to benefit the kids' school schedule? Like, there's a lot of factors. However, at the end of the day, there's no perfect time. So we just have to plunk down a time on the calendar in which we think it's going to be the best of the choices that are available. So that's step number one. But what that allows you to do is go to step two. And if it's, if it's, you know, your, your boss who is influencing whether or not that that's possible, not a month off, but a week off, then you can go and have a conversation with your boss and say, Hey, look, you know, nine months from now, my plan is to take a week off and I want to make sure that we have everything set up. So people don't even notice when I'm gone. So here's what I'm planning on doing to be able to help make that happen. I want your advice and your opinion on one if that makes sense for you for that time period, uh, and also what advice would you give me to make sure that I'm setting up the entire team and you so that I can just you know walk away and then it's even better than when I'm here. It gives you the ability to go and have that conversation. It gives you the ability to make it actionable, which then allows you to get closer and closer and closer to making it a reality. Should we have that conversation, Samantha? Like what, what week do you want to take off? <laughs> Maybe you go and find say, it, report back. This is not a happen to your career thing. This is a me thing. <laughs> this is, we're, we're not actually doing this episode for anybody else other than Samantha. <laughs> well, once again, Scott, we are so excited to have you back from Greece. I hope that you're as excited to be back. I don't know location-wise if you're excited to be back, but I hope you're excited to be back in the virtual space of having your career. Thank you for getting me out of my comfort zone and getting me on the podcast. And thanks for chatting with me. Absolutely. I thank you for getting outside your comfort zone. And thank you very much for the the welcome back. I am excited to be back. I am excited to be back on the on the podcast as well as back at our our company. And I am not actually sad to be outside of Greece. I loved it. It was a wonderful experience. And I am even more excited to be back here working working on this with you. So uh, I, I appreciate it. Many of the stories that you've heard on the podcast are from listeners that have decided that they wanted to take action and taken the first step of having a conversation with our team to try and figure out how we can help. And if you want to implement what you have heard and you want to completely change your life and your career, then let's figure out how we can help. So here's what I would suggest. Just open your phone right now and open your email app. And I'm going to give you my personal email address scott at happentoyourcareer.com. Just email me and put conversation in the subject line. And then when you do that, I'll introduce you to the right person on our team and you can have a conversation with us. We'll try and understand your goals and what you want to accomplish in your career, no matter where you're at. And we can figure out the very best way that we can help you and your situation. So open it up right now and send me an email with conversation in the subject line, scott at happentoyourcareer.com. 
Hey, I hope you loved this episode. Thanks so much for listening. And if this has been helpful, then please share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers that badly need it. Here's a sneak peek into what we have coming up in store for you next week. I had I saw someone go from working 10 years as a learning and development manager for like a big corporate to then moving into a role as a procurement manager for like a government agency. And what was really awesome about that example is she did it within 90 days. All that and plenty more next week right here on Happen to Your Career. Make sure that you don't miss it. And if you haven't already, click subscribe on your podcast player so that you can download this podcast in your sleep and you get it automatically. Even the bonus episodes every single week, sometimes multiple times a week. Until next week, adios. I'm out.